Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast of the Fires of Revival podcast. I am your host, Colton Prater, and I pray today's episode will be a help and an encouragement to you. Please don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast with others. And now for the episode. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of Joshua. We'll look here at the book of Joshua, chapter 24. And as you're turning there, I just want to say thank you for tuning in for this episode. And we're just taking another little side break here before we have some more interviews and special guests and those kind of things. But we're just going to take a, look, uh, a few moments here, a few moments of your time, and just look at some truths from the book of Joshua that God has written in his word that he's speaking directly to me and you that apply to each of us today. But in Joshua chapter 24, we'll look at verses 14 and 15. Now, before I read these verses, just as a way of context, so you understand some things, this here is at the end of the book, the final chapter of the book of Joshua. Joshua's an old man, he's about to die, and he's just breathing some last words, some last utterances to the people of Israel. They've already crossed into the promised land, they've already begun to claim the land that God has called for them. and So he's kind of giving them some parting words before he passes off the scene, before he passes away. And just another way of understanding things, the book of Joshua, when you read it, it applies to us in the Christian life because it's a picture. And God uses this book as a picture for us in our life of what victorious Christian living is to look like. All throughout this book, you see them conquering lands and gaining new area and getting new heights for God and just accomplishing great things. And it's a picture of what us as Christians can be like when we're living in the mountaintops, when we're getting those new levels of Christianity, when we're living in the promised land, so to speak. And when we understand that as the context of the book, it'll open our eyes, it'll open the key to the book of Joshua and help us better understand it. And if you're a student of the Word of God, and I hope every single one of you that's listening today is, I would encourage you, the next book of the Bible you read, to begin to study the book of Joshua, read it through, and just read it through with that in mind, thinking of the topic of what is victorious Christian living. If you think of that topic throughout, It'll open your eyes, and God will use this book to speak to your life in ways you never thought he could, and in just new and imaginable, imaginable, unimaginable heights, excuse me there. And God will just use this book of Joshua to transform your Christian living and help you live to a new higher standard of living for God and for Christ. So with that in mind, we'll look here at Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15 here, some of Joshua's last words. He says to the people, he says, Now therefore fear the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. Verse 15 here says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers, uh, excuse me, there, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So that there is Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15. And I love how, how, how Joshua opens his admonition there in verse 14 by saying, Now therefore fear the Lord. And Joshua recognized something. He recognized that if we start off by fearing God, all the other things are going to come true. When we fear God, then we're going to begin to serve Him in sincerity and in truth. We're going to put away the false gods. We're going to follow Christ wholeheartedly. We're going to choose God as the person we're going to serve. And we are going to serve God with everything we have within us. And it all begins with fearing the Lord. Now you may be listening today and you have some fears, some anxiety in your life, wondering, you know, what's the next day going to hold? What, what? Maybe you have a big decision coming up, something you're wrestling with, maybe where to go to college or a spouse to marry and just many different life decisions ahead of you. You're at the crux of that age. Maybe you're in high school, about to graduate, going to 
college year and you don't know what you're going to major in, what your college you're going to go to. Maybe you're about to graduate college and you don't know what you're going to do with your career and options and those kind of things. And you have some fear in your life. Well, the Bible says, fear the Lord. All throughout scriptures, it says to fear not. And when it's referring to fear not, it's saying those things of the world like that, like anxiety and and the things of that nature. But when God tells us to fear something, it's always the Lord. That's the kind of fear that we need to have. And I heard a wise preacher say one time that the fear of God will drive out all the other lesser fears in our life. If you're wrestling with some anxiety, if you have fear in your life, fear God. And when you fear God and recognize who He is, God is going to use that fear to drive out the little lesser fears in your life. Those things that you thought were a big deal that you were scared of, God will drive those out. God will remove those from your way. He'll help you recognize they aren't that big of a deal. It's okay. You can trust God and just fear Him. And those other fears will mean nothing. Those other fears will fade away. But it all happens when we fear the Lord. And the Bible says that when we fear Him, it says, and serve Him in sincerity and truth. See, there's many people today that claim to uh, fear God, that claim to follow God, but many of them don't do it in sincerity and truth. They're putting on a show like the Pharisees did in, in the Gospels. They're saying, you know, we fear God, we do all these great things, you know, we follow God, we, we serve Him, and we do all these things. But they're lying. What they're doing isn't in sincerity and truth. It's in a falsehood. It's in a false dichotomy. And us as Christians, we need to fear God and we need to serve God and it needs to be genuine. It needs to be true. And I guarantee you, people can look at your life and they can tell whether you're genuine, genuinely serving and loving God or not. They can tell if you're just going through the motions or if you truly love doing what you're doing. And the world can notice that. So we have to be serving God in sincerity and and in truth. It has to be genuine, it has to be real, and it has to be truthful. It can't be a lie that we're putting on. We have to genuinely fall in love with God and serve Him with everything else we have within us. And the next admonition here, just walking through this ver- these two verses here, phrase by phrase, and that's a, and if you're st- a student of the Word of God, like I said earlier, and you're studying the Bible, study it like that, phrase by phrase, looking at the building blocks, and seeing how one phrase builds to the next phrase, and the next phrase to the next phrase, and the next phrase to the next phrase. The next thing you know, you just studied several verses and how to see how they all build together like building blocks in the same chapter, and the whole book is the same way that way as well. When you begin to look at it, building block and piece by piece, and you see how it fits together perfectly. We have the fear of God, and then serving Him in sincerity and in truth. And then he says next, And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. So he's saying, look, you have a line drawn in the sand here. You're either going to serve God, or you're serving the Lord. It doesn't matter. You may serve the gods of Egypt or the gods on the other side of the flood. But the point is, they're all false gods except for the one true living God. And he says you have to serve either the one true living God or the false gods. Now you listen today, you may not, you know, have sacrifice to false gods and do these ceremonies in your backyard to some false god of Egypt or something like that. But we all have false gods in our lives. And those false gods may be sports, it may be social media, it may be being on your phone too much, it may be listening to the wrong kind of music, maybe whatever it is. We have idols, we have those gods in our life that take hold of us, that we worship, that just control our thought life, control everything about us, our day-to-day life, our actions, what we think about, and what we do and how we act and so forth. And those things are what control us. And he says, your gods, it's either the one true and living God or it's the false gods. He said, it's not, you can't dilly-dally in the middle. It's either one or the other. And you have to choose. He says, and serve ye the Lord. He says, you have the choice. Serve God or serve the world. And I'm telling you, you need to serve God. And he's right there. We have to be serving God. That Christian life of serving God is so worth it. 
it's much more worthwhile to serve God than it is to serve the world. When you serve the world, you're going to come up empty time and time again. You're going to think you're going to be fulfilled. You're going to think you're going to be filled up. And you're going to be empty every single time. You're going to find yourself wanting more. But the most satisfying life one can live, now hear me out here, the most satisfying thing one here listening can live is a life for God. That's the most satisfying life you can live. The Christian life is the most satisfying thing that you can do as a believer is to follow God and to serve Him with your life. And then he clarifies, as Joshua does in verse 15, he says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. He says, You may be see here under His voice and under the voice of these words that I just read to you, these verses. And his, you may be listening or you may be hearing this and you may think it's even evil to serve God. And crazy note, there's people out there that think that way. He says, well, you know what? You need to choose this day who you, whom you're going to serve. Don't dilly-dally. Don't go back and forth serving God one day, the world the next. Back and forth. He says, make up your mind, gird up your loins, and choose one or the other. Either you're serving God or you're serving these other false gods. You have to choose right now. It's a line drawn in the sand moment. Either you're with me or you're against me. There's no, well, maybe I might, maybe I'm not. It's no, you're either with God or you're against him. You have to choose you this day whom you will serve. He says, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. So he clarifies these false gods. And then, then Joshua says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As Christians, as, as those listening today under the voice of this podcast, you have to choose. And you have to make a declarative statement like Joshua did, saying, you know what? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Despite the wickedness of the world of this generation, despite how evil it's getting, the Bible says it's going to wax worse and worse. Despite the wickedness, despite the atrocities of this world, the dangers, we have to choose. We will serve the Lord. That has to be your choice. That has to be my choice. It has to be our choice as believers. Is Who are we going to serve? Is it going to be the world? Is it going to be the flesh? Is it going to be the devil? Or is it going to be God? We have to serve the Lord. Despite the wicked generation, the world's going to get worse and worse, as we know in 2 Timothy, as I said earlier. So it's not going to get easier to serve God. In fact, everything's pushing in a way to make us want to serve the world. But we have to choose, despite how easy it is to serve the world, that we're going to serve God. Despite the hard times, despite the persecution that comes along with it, we have to serve God. Because serving God is the most worthwhile life you can live. And it all comes with a choice. He says, choose you this day. And then he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So a question I want to ask you is, who are you choosing to serve? Now, you, may not, may, you might not have made a declarative statement or affirming to the world like Joshua did, but you make it with your life. You make it with your actions day by day. Every day, you choose who you're serving. So the question is, who are you serving? Think right now in your mind, am I living my life wholly for God or am I living it for the world? Am I giving my all for Christ or for the devil? How am I living my life? We have to choose who we're going to serve. Pour your life into that. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Despite what's going on in the world, despite the hard times, despite the hardships, we have to choose to serve God. In Joshua chapter 1, at the beginning of the book here, so Joshua, we just read this at the very end, but at the beginning of Joshua chapter 1, he says in verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. And this right here, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. I love what he says, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left hand. So we're staying focused, we're choosing. I'm staying on the path. 
I'm following the path. I'm staying on that path, and I get on that path through the Word of God. I'm going to study the Bible. I'm going to live the Bible. I'm going to breathe the Bible. Let the Bible become a part of my life. And I'm not going to turn to the left hand nor to the right hand. I'm going to stay on that path, focus. And when I do that, God is going to bless me. God is going to use me, as we saw, as he says, as he says in Joshua chapter one, and then in Joshua twenty-four, as we read, he says, "Choose you this day whom you will serve." That line drawn in the sand moment. You can't turn to the left hand or to the right hand. You've got to stay on path, on track, on target, giving your all for God, and you have to choose. And I pray that those that are listening right now, that this is that you can say this, that you can say, "But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord." So today I just wanted to take a few a few minutes of your time. I know I've taken a little longer than what I had planned. But I just want to admonish you and challenge you to serve God and to choose to serve Him day in and day out. And I guarantee you, you will not regret it. Because a life lived for God is a life not regretted. A life that we live for God, you will not regret. And God will bless you and God will use you because you've given your life wholly to Him. And there's no regrets living the Christian life. There's no shaking your head thinking, why did I give my life to Christ? Why did I do that? No, it's not that at all. When we give our life for Christ, we're giving Him everything, and God is going to use that. God is going to bless it, and He's going to give us more in return than what we gave Him. We're going to give Him everything, and He's going to give us everything back, multiplied tenfold even. He's going to give us everything back and bless us, but it all happens when we choose daily to serve Christ. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity for me to record this message. I ask that you'll be with those that are listening, Father, that they'll choose today, right now, to give their life to you, to go all in for you, to live that higher level of Christian living, Father, that they'll experience the blessing of living a life for you. And in your Son's name, amen.